The Recap Book Chat duo is here. Time to get our brain cells in gear. And as Betty Smith said, the world is yours for the reading. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for stopping by. We are going to recap a book called A Red Bird Christmas <laughs> by Fanny Flagg. And this was published in 2004. Fanny and, Flagg. And I was just going to say, this was a gift from Missy McCauley. So, uh, and, it, and I had it like four years or more on a shelf and I finally read it. So it's a good one for this time of year, don't you think? It is a great one for this time of year. And that's why we're doing this now. This would be a good gift or just uh, a fun read during Christmas time. Fanny Flagg is the author of Fried Green Tomatoes. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of that. And also, what I did not know, uh, she was actually on the Dick Van Dyke show. Are you serious? Yeah, from 1971 to 1973. Who was she? Michelle Preston. I think it was the later years of the show. Oh. Okay. So maybe that's why we don't. But I thought that was, I'm like, hmm. oh, and this is the other interesting fact about Fanny Flagg is that she was, she is dyslexic. She was severely dyslexic. She couldn't spell. She, and so she was really discouraged from writing and it was kind of embarrassing for her. Oh. And so that's how she grew up. And she was on this show called Match Game. Oh, yes. I, think. I remember that show. Yeah. And guess what? So a teacher spotted a pattern in flags misspelled answers mm -hmm. and so this teacher i guess who was watching sent her a note that um she sent her a note that she understood that she had a learning disability and up until that point uh fanny said that she'd never even heard of dyslexia she didn't know what it was anyway because of that note she was able to overcome her fear associated with the problem the disorder and then she went on to write several novels oh how cool so, is that but you know i was like wow so a teacher who spotted it and said oh it looks like you have dyslexia and she's like i didn't know what that was but so she was so she was so embarrassed before mm -hmm. and didn't understand you know yeah so i thought wow that teacher unlocked a lot of novels yes. by doing that well in this one i i put one of my thoughts was we all have wounds some are like patsy's the little girl that we can see but others are like roy uh, a broken heart and oswald's rejection uh that are hidden and and mm. we must be vulnerable and let others help us bear our wounds um we are our brother's keeper that was my takeaway from the book mm, very good takeaway so why don't you set us up on what is this book about what's the give us the foundation of Redbird Christmas well at first I was pretty mad at uh, Missy because I was thinking because you the first chapter is a uh, downer Dora <laughs> it is. I was like what is she trying to do you know and uh but because Oswald is um he's diagnosed with i think it was emphysema basically told he won't see another christmas um he's lonely he he was married but they got a divorce so he's all alone and this 
doctor just in the last kind of throws a brochure at him and says, you know, you might go here. It might be easier for you to breathe. And that is how you started out. And he's in Chicago and it's blizzard. Yeah. Oh man. Everything. And then, so that's your beginning of the story. You know, you're like, what, you know? So I, I thought in this brochure that the doctor's father had had was years old. And when he tries to get a place down there, of course, that place where he was supposed to go is no more. So then you don't know what's going to happen. But he eventually uh, does get a place and he goes to the I, I don't know if I wrote down the name of the place, but. The Oswald story has something before I give it to you. I would say Oswald T. Campbell was an orphan baby. And the reason they named him Campbell is because they had a can of tomato soup in the basket. And uh, he has no one to share this bad news with that he receives from the doctor. So he goes, oh, I found it. He goes, he does head south to southernmost part of Alabama. And that's where he meets a red bird named Jack. And I'll let you take it. Well, I think Fanny Flagg did a great job of letting us feel that that grayness and heaviness at the beginning. Because the way he's describing it, at, and he's as he's walking to the doctor's office, he's stepping in like these ice cold puddles. I mean, at one yes. point, but in the doctor's office, his his feet are soaking wet. I think he throws the socks away because they're die the dyes leaking on them. You just you feel bad for the guy. He is. And it, you feel cold, and the way he describes where he's at, it's just gray. Everything's the same. It, it's just cold and gray and bleak, and that reflects how he feels on the inside as well. He's just... Yes, I didn't catch that. Yeah, He's and miserable. He, and He lives in, like, just a room. Yes. Not, uh, uh, not YMCA, but something like that. Yeah, like where, a boarding house or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where he was, where when after he got his bad news, he actually went back and there was guys watching TV and he kind of told them, but yeah. they just didn't, they just fluffed it off and kept doing what they were doing. They didn't really, I guess, believe him or thought he was joking or something. That is the beginning of it. And you don't know if it could get much better. It's pretty yeah. bleak. Yeah, I was just and, thinking there's no way she can salvage a story out of here worthy of reading. So he doesn't think he's going to make it till Christmas. He does. I love, I love uh, Francis. And when he's, he just happens to call this community center because he can't get the resort the, area, the resort that burned yeah. down. Yeah. And she is just so sweet because she doesn't know him from anywhere, but she can tell that he needs, he doesn't need to come here for health reasons and all that. And she says, well, let me have your number and I'll call you back. And she ends up getting him a, a room with some ladies like a to stay yeah, in that's, and... that's a funny situation because one of them the young one and then her mother was there and she's kind of out of her mind yes. so it so there's humor in it as well yes oh and there's there's so many cute little side stories and it's really good and but the coolest thing that i loved was just the community because he's been an orphan and he's always just kind of been outside of everything he's never felt like he belonged well when he gets down there, this is a very small, tight-knit community, and they just take him in. And And the first Christmas there, he, they even have him a present. And all of this, it's just super, super sweet. And how that kind of thaws him out, too. 
where yeah. he's able and there's this little girl who shows up on the scene who's disabled and because of the community and it's kind of softening he's able to pour into this little girl too and become friends with her and help her and it's just a beautiful story and the reason it's called a redbird christmas is that one star of the book is a lame redbird named jack who and he's named jack because he eats cracker jacks and he entertains all the shoppers at this guy roy's general store which makes him really special and um so oswald and um roy and patsy and jack they don't know when their birthdays are so they decide to celebrate them all together and uh, patsy lives in a terrible situation um I think it was her brothers or her stepbrothers that actually wounded the bird, wounded mm-hmm. Jack. Yes. So um, very, it's touching. And she's she limps and everything. But the fact that they all had that together, I just thought that was a sweet idea. They're going to have a birthday celebration because they don't know when they were bored. And, and that was Oswald. That yeah. was his idea. And so you're just like, wow, that was really sweet. And, and he gets her he gets Patsy this little Dr. Pepper hat and she will not take it off. Like she wears that thing all the time. That might've be her first gift. It never says. Yeah. And then um, he, in the midst of all this, um, Oswald discovers that he has a talent for painting. And um, it, it, it is so not, that's a positive thing in him. His life has been one disappointment after another. So when you see that there's there, you know, he's, he gets this bond with uh, Jack and Roy, actually Roy has his own story. He's the owner of the general store and he does help Oswald a lot by getting him uh, acclimated to the area. There's a lot of widow ladies. I think Oswald is kind of afraid uh and roy just says oh they always try to match me up to you know don't worry about it you know because uh francis does have a sister mildred and francis is trying to match oswald with mildred and um so there's a lot <laughs> you know he's afraid because he's he's he and he's also a little guy he's little and he feels, uh, I think in my, the way you read that, Oswald feels insignificant. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And so it, this, just the, like you said, the camaraderie between him and Roy and his kindness toward Patsy, uh, really, you know, the whole community, like you said, they didn't just get him a gift. They got him, because he had went out with the mailman and the mailman, um, taught him how to fish yeah and he delivers with by boat and uh then he's intrigued by the birds and he kept asking the mailman what what's this bird what's that bird and that's what his um book was a book on how to identify the birds so it was very timely book i mean something he wanted yes which he said in the orphanage he never really got a present he wanted you know I mean, he, he just had such a, um, it's kind of like night and day, I think from his, um, his childhood and then, uh, and he just blamed himself for the divorce cause he didn't blame his wife. Oh, cause he was an alcoholic. Yeah. 
but he was doing that to just kind of deal with all of the the pain and memories of his childhood a lot of times because he said he would get on AA, but then every Christmas he would fall off the wagon. That, oh, I forgot about that. That's true. And which is true that holidays are hard for people. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite parts was um, Francis's sister, Mildred. She'd had a few men friends, uh, but she'd never really loved any of them except the. she always talked about the one that got away, the one that got away. Well, sure enough, he contacts her. And um, so she thinks they're going to get back together. And it was hilarious because it it shows you how we glorify the past, how we kind of look at things through rose-colored glasses. And I think it was when she gets her second chance with the one that got away, she is so thankful he did get away and wanted to keep it that way. (laughs) LOL by that. I thought it was funny. Uh. Because he was just going to use her. Mm-hmm. to take care of him and stuff so i think our peace pillar is hugely affects our, our health if we don't have peace then our health is going to be um subject to bombard with all things you know and that's what oswald when he forgets about himself and he started helping others his health improved and uh, more importantly so did his life so and they kind of said he was, he had red hair, short, elfish, uh, and, and it's Christmas time. So, I, I mean, I think she described him very well. I mean, you, I think if I saw him on the street, oh, Oswald, how's it going? <laughs> and like, here's a, speaking of how he kind of saw himself uh, at the beginning, I guess, it said nothing had come easy to him, school, sports, or girls. It seemed to Oswald that everyone else had come into the world with a set of instructions but him. From the beginning, he had always felt like a pair of white socks and brown shoes in a room full of tuxedos. He had never really gotten a break in life, and now it was all over. Mm, That is so good. Well, I don't know who said it, but it said, what is your favorite quote on my book here? And I put, uh, to toot one's own horn is unattractive. I don't know who said it, but I liked it. Uh, and then I also said I loved it that when the mailman helped the stranded fishermen, they turned out to be doctors that looked at Patsy. Uh, so it was all kind of... That helps uh, connect them to a surgeon. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. thought that was so um, amazing the way she wove that all together. So what were your thoughts? Did you have... Uh, what were your What was your takeaway? I'm just like the power of community because I'm like, man, we can really, humans can do so much good if we are united in our cause. And when, when the community does unite around Patsy and her getting this surgery, and it's a very risky surgery and it costs a lot of money and, but they just kind of unite and start doing fundraisers. And then it, it's just this beautiful domino effect and other uh, counties are helping and other places. And there, and then there's been this huge uh, feud, like you mentioned with the Creoles who are across the river and that just kind of brings them in and everything together. I'm just like, wow, when we're united for a common purpose, I just feel like we can do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I know that, um, so he 
Oswald's painting and he's he will sell these paintings. Of course, he doesn't think his paintings are that good. But to for Patsy, he will do that. And I was amazed at how much they offered him for the paintings. Oh, I like that part where he goes in and he has like 18 watercolors that he did. And the lady said, these are good. Um, how about 250? And he, he was like, oh, that's yes. You know, he'll take it. He thought it was 250 for all of them. But when he got the check, it was 250 for each one. Yeah. So huge, huge yeah. difference. And then so Patsy's family, they go ahead and leave and they leave her there. So, I, I mean, there she no one which was probably the nicest thing they've ever done for her. Well, that's probably true. But her and Oswald had this connection. So, you know, I think we should remember that, that even though we may have struggles and, and things there, there's a there's a way that God can use your our struggles to help us connect with other people in a way that other people can't like no one actually could get where Patsy was coming from more than Oswald. That's right. That's a great point because he'd been, he'd been like that. He'd been in not exactly her shoes, but he'd been in very rough situations, but she woke up a part of his heart that he had, had kind of turned off for a long time. Well, that's the reason that he, got divorced i think is because his wife wanted kids and he didn't so yeah. he didn't think he, because he had been around kids growing up in the orphanage so many kids so that patsy changed his mind well that reminds me of that uh yours mine and ours line when henry fonda asked lucille ball do you like <laughs> kids and he's and she, she said, said yeah <laughs> within reason <laughs> that uh, was probably he just had too too many kids. yes and then no one really cared about him, you know, and I, I think, uh, and Roy has a story of his, his broken heart was because it was like a Romeo Juliet type thing. Because mm -hmm. he, he loved the girl that was, uh, like you said, the other side of the river, they weren't supposed to, but they, they fell in love and her dad refused to let it happen and broken heart. And he, right. so he stayed single all this time and and then the cool thing is in the back of it there are all these recipes that is cool yes that is cool because I mean, they do a lot of cooking and yes. they talk about it because the they're big on events and what was the group the polka dots oh yeah it's that kind of so a, a secret yeah. group but they do good so they'll get together but and they'll go and do good well but not openly but I think everybody knows it's yeah. in it. But you know, yes, yes, they think it's a secret group. But they're always talking about this recipe that, and uh, I, I just thought that was cool that she took the time to put these actual recipes in. And there's quite a few. Mm -hmm. in that the was cool. Oh, and then that was another. I mean, the food Oswald he really hadn't had home cooking very oh, often. That's true. Yeah. So that really helped him. Probably he was deal. eating. The, yes. So oh, he was eating better than he'd probably ever eaten in his life. And really all the side characters are good too. I mean, you have uh, the mailman's wife. Um, remember her? Like she had a very small part, but he was going fishing with the mailman and she, she had made him a lunch and oh, well, he's like, yeah. he didn't think anyone had ever made him a lunch before. And that just was 
something that kind of softened his heart a little bit more and just just small thing and then there's stick who will drive anyone anywhere yeah <laughs> they need I to go about him yes and he's a well, younger man but he's tall and skinny and they, they call him stick well i forgot if the mailman hadn't ever taken oswald out on the boat then he wouldn't have found his uh his infatuation with the birds oh that's a good point and then he wouldn't have done the paintings and everything so i mean it it kind of just goes from one to another that it, it all weaves together and um yeah when she she gave this to me she said you don't have to read it at christmas and you wouldn't it's a sweet story no matter what but it does have a christmas theme in the background so it's cool to read it at christmas but i mean that's a good point. It does go through other seasons. It kind of ends around Christmas. Yes. So, but you could read it at any time. That is true. But you know how people say it's a feel-good book. Well, it it is a feel-good book, but it starts out pretty crummy for a feel-good mm-hmm. book, you know. But I, I, I had not read one of hers before. But when you said she was on that show, I remember her name. She had red hair. Mm-hmm. And she was very funny. She was hilarious, and um, so I remember the, her because she was also on Hollywood Squares. Some, uh, you know, those uh, the old game shows that people liked. Yeah. Well, she did a great job of this story, and I think it's good too because uh, it's it's people who are past their prime, and it's showing that you're never too old like to affect and change someone's life for good. I think sometimes people think, Oh, well I'm too old for that. Or, but I love that the community is a much older crowd and they, the change, the positive change, uh, not just for Oswald, but for Patsy too, is just beautiful. It really is. And I guess we should tell that there is something sad. Okay, so Patsy's relationship with the the Red Bird Jack. You want to tell us about that? Well, she, Roy sees her outside and she won't come into the store. But she's just staring at Jack. Jack flies all around the store. And finally, Roy gets her to come in and introduces jack to her and then from then on she comes every day and spends all day at the store just in the back room just talking it up with jack she won't hardly talk to people but she just talks up a storm to jack and that's her best friend and they they develop such a close bond because her home life is um well it's not much no I don't At actually one point, know what it, I mean, she might have a dad. She has no mom. The lady is not her mom that talks no. about her. And the dad ran off. So yeah. this lady's like, she's not my kid and I don't really want to take care of her. And it's so sad. And at one point, uh, Francis goes to talk to this lady and because they, they notice that Patsy just never has any new clothes and she's, you know, so they want to help out. Well, and so... But the lady's like, well, my kids and my kids need stuff too. And so she gives her money that their organi- the polka dots had raised. But then they notice that Patsy never gets anything new. Like, yeah, so all went the to money didn't. Sons. Yes, it didn't go to Patsy. And Patsy but after that, Frances would come to the store and make sure she got a hot meal every day. Mm-hmm. She would bring her a hot meal. 
And then Frances also, she's instrumental in getting her to the doctor and, along with Oswald. Because uh, Patsy also has a bond with him. Because he has a bond with the Red Bird too. Yes. Because the Red Bird is how he got to talking to Roy and everything. So, And it's funny because he has red hair. So I just thought. And the Red Bird... It said people got used to it, but you buy stuff from the, it'd be pecked on. Like all the vegetables and there's, yeah. Jack would get into everything. But everybody so. loved him. So, cause it said somewhere it's, she worded it like, but um, there, that store had something no other store had. It had Jack and everybody came because of Jack. Cause mm -hmm. everybody liked him. Even Mildred, uh, Francis's sister who complained about Jack. Uh, she still would go and she was a very colorful character and talk about the Roy and Patsy would do shows at schools and stuff oh yeah I forgot about that I do not have that written down anywhere what what was he um tell us about he, that. yeah well I thought that was oh kids loved it and they would have so him and Roy and Patsy had this whole thing worked out and which I think was just so good for Patsy because she was so painfully shy but that and she didn't really have to say anything but she stands there and she was holding jack and they'd have these little little tricks that they would do and different things but the whole that's how the whole community started falling in love with jack even bigger than just the grocery store because mm. they would go around places and so ever a lot of people knew about jack around the and i guess area. patsy too and patsy yeah, that's right i had forgotten about that yeah if I, if I don't write it down, you know what I'm saying. But I think the, uh, you know, when, like you always talk about, you gotta, you, you have to be vulnerable. You've got to put yourself out there. He would have never done that if the doctor hadn't have said, you know, you need to go someplace warmer. So I think necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're not inventing anything but friendship. Yes. And he didn't have any friends. No, nope. his closest friend was his ex-wife <laughs> that is true uh, yeah she was not unkind no but that that's but, pretty sad though yes that was the only person at all that he could think of that he could tell bad news to yeah that might care did you ever mm -hmm. think about that that you have this really bad news and we do want to share good news and bad news with someone yes and he has no one and that's how the book starts out. And you're just like, you're forlorn. You're like, mm -hmm. what? What is this? This is a Christmas story. <laughs> you know? But you have to power through and then you'll just love it. You know, when you meet well, And with risk comes reward. He took a risk. He had never been outside of Chicago. I don't think, had he? I don't think so. And so he took a risk and he was rewarded greatly. And he just falls in love with it down there. And the whole town, like you said, uh, a tight-knit community, it, this gives readers a glimpse of how we should all live together, to care for mm -hmm. each other, to help, and to come together. And um, community, it, you know, that's why God, God set us up to have community with each other. And I think in our society, some people say, well, you do you and I'll do me. Well, how, how about let's do us? How about mm -hmm. let's all get together and help each other. And, uh, and it wasn't really about material objects. It was more about their, 
they had that community center and they would all bring a dish. I mean, and there's a dish there that I can't pronounce the name of, um, but it's tomato. But they were so they were proud of it. Yes, a aspie or something. Tomato yeah, aspie Aspic or something or something. As yeah, something like that. And uh, I looked that up online because I was just so curious about it. And apparently, if anybody's ever made anything like in one of those copper rings where you make it in a mold. So it has like a shape to it. And then, so when you turn it over, it you hope it comes out right. And I, now I realize why they're so excited about it because uh, anytime you make a bunt cake, anytime you make something like that, or like you're just hoping when you turn it over, is it all going to come out? Yes. You know. So that's what this was. It was a different kind of recipe, but still Anytime you have a mold and you're turning it over, even for a birthday cake, you're like, oh, please come out of the pan. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that moment where you don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I can imagine. And But I mean, I was thinking, you got tomato in that? No, that but I asked uh, one of my friends and she said, oh, yeah, that was a popular dish back in the day. And I said, oh, OK, well, you know, like there used to be that pistachio salad that was very popular and they called it Watergate salad in the day. And uh, so it's funny how it, it kind of is, uh, I don't know, it, it has a Southern uh, hint to it because of the recipes and where it's at and you just have that community. Uh, I just thought it, it was, you can savor the flavor. And you never really, it never really gives us a, a date do you think it's set in modern times or do you think it's like set mm, a few years back? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I was thinking uh, a few years back, but she never, I mean, it was, uh, she didn't mention it. I know the Chicago Cubs were there because he talked about them. And I mean, his whole life revolved around seeing the Chicago Cubs. So um if you said it was written in 2004. So, I mean, I think it could be present day because of the operation for Patsy's leg to heal that. Uh, and it was repeated operations. That's true. And even you said um, the side characters, you remembered Stick. I remember, I don't have her name written down, but the nurse in the hospital, I loved her. Oh, she was so sweet. Oh my goodness. I was just like, what a heart. This woman, she had a, such a heart because, and uh, even the surgeon, he he waived his surgical fees. Yes, I mean the whole thing. It was just so really the gift. Uh, it it is a good time to read it at Christmas because there's a lot of gifts there, gifts that you don't unwrap. But we won't spoil it for you because <laughs> no. there there's yeah you're there's saying, a mom mom come on mom oh, okay. there's a climactic part. And it's around the time of the surgery, so we won't spoil it. You'll have to go check it out. And but it does end very well. Yeah. So there is a death. I will say that. <laughs> but it's it ends so well. Very well written. How many... A red bird Christmas. Yes. And I'm glad you you read that pretty quickly. So kudos to you. Good job. It's a quick read. Yes. It's a it's a fun quick read. And that's a wrap on Redbird Christmas. So please enjoy a cup of tea or coffee and keep those book lights burning and those pages turning. Thanks for dropping by. And we'll see you on the next one.